0: From Ben Franklin Studios in Queen Creek, Arizona, it's the Radio 201 Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Radio 201. You know, it's uh, 18 months since I started this podcast at Benjamin Franklin High School. And it's amazing how this has grown. started off in a small way and now we have two podcasts. And I'm going to give a shameless plug for the other one that I produced. It's called Fully Charged. And it's really amazing. You hear all the different voices from Benjamin Franklin High School. But today, I'm focusing on a topic that's in the news. And that is about borders. And no, this is not about just plain immigration controversies. This is about a man who stepped across the border, Salman Rushdie. The Indian author who was stabbed last week in New York. Acclaimed author Salman Rushdie, in critical condition after Friday's vicious stabbing. (laughs) Tonight recovering from serious wounds to his neck, chest and abdomen, including... Have you ever crossed a border? Just uh, think about that border that you last crossed. It could be between states or between countries. So now Rushdie, he knows a lot about borders. You may remember that Rushdie was born in India, but lived in Pakistan, crossed one border, And then eventually, I guess he became a citizen of uh, the United Kingdom, so he lived in England. And now he seems like he lives part of his life here in the U.S. He's crossed many borders, but more than that, I think he stepped across many fine lines, borders, so to speak. And the one border that he crossed was in 1988 when he published his book, Satanic Verses, that got him into a lot of trouble, and that's putting it mildly. On a side note, I featured Rushdie his other classic, Midnight's Children, in a podcast about writing, if you're interested. And it's, uh, let me think, I think it was called Mind Your Language. Borders, you see, are really funny things. Typically, they're just lines on the map, aren't they? Dotted lines that someone arbitrarily drew and the rest of us are asked to observe. A canal here, a fence there, a dried-up riverbed, a train station, you get the idea. I recall one time being on a train... Late at night. This was 1979. I'm crossing from Germany to Czechoslovakia. The border guards, you know, who come on the train to check your passports, they came in with trench coats and heavy guns. They tapped on our door. And they were just basically looking at our passports. Routine stuff. But, you know, that kind of border checkpoint is very intimidating, especially if it's happening late at night, which it was. And you don't know exactly... Where, meaning what side of the border you are on. So what happens when you cross a border? First, nothing, really. 20 feet this way or that way, you know, you see nothing very different. Maybe cactus spikes if you're in Arizona, glowing in the strobe light of a truck, barbed wire, plastic bags blooming in no man's land, you know, that's basically a border. But the reality is, once you cross that line, you are now in a different jurisdiction. It's that zone where you are subject to new laws on the other side, whether it's speed limits or whether you might be having something in your carry-ons that uh, you're not supposed to take. Now, I've got plenty of border crossing stories, as any immigrant has. I was particularly reminded of uh, some time I spent in England, where I was part of a motley group of international students in Leicester. And they were from Egypt and Japan, Zambia, Norway, India, China, Hong Kong. You know, they had crossed many borders to get there. In another class at the BBC, my buddies were from Malta and Fiji, Seychelles and Ethiopia. And I remember one of those field trips, as it were, when we walked into Bush House, that's BBC Radio in London. We were probably crossing all kinds of borders in there because we were outsiders and walking in and behaving just like insiders but it was amazing that you know the graciousness of people who just welcomed us and let us do our thing we had access to all kinds of material there was another border which was a little more tense and that was when we went to Belfast tense is one way to describe it because in Belfast there's an area called free Derry where fierce battles had once been raged and we were just hanging around across that border as well. If you want to look it up, you remember that term Bloody Sunday? Uh, it's one of those terms used because of that region. There were, at that time, all kinds of security because the IRA bombs were going off a few blocks away. But despite that, and really, you know, oblivious to that, We were in and out of those areas, and the point I'm trying to make here is that people in the area, no matter what body you cross, tend to have a welcome mat for you. But it seems like that was then and this is now, and I don't know whether that's even the right thing to say. Because back to Salman Rushdie, at that time then, his book, Satanic Verses, published in 1998, ruffled a lot of feathers. The regime in Iran considered it blasphemy and promptly issued that global death threat or fatwa against him. Officially, he went into hiding, but he did pop up now and then. And I happened to meet him in California in June 2004. He had just published another book, a collection of stories, an essays titled, Step Across This Line, an apt title, even now, which is part of which I'm using actually for the title of this podcast. One of the things I remember him saying is that we are creatures who are defined by the fact that we tell stories. And our stories are a form of uh, indestructible communications that cannot be stopped. I think of this a lot now as a teacher because not only are writers and authors threatened, just like journalists are, but books are being put aside, banned, uh, shelved, whatever you may call it. Because somebody somewhere doesn't like what the writer is saying. Being targeted, um, well, some old favorite targets are back, like Catcher in the Rye, uh, Native Son, Huckleberry Finn. This was on April 7th this year, and this was the oversight committee about book bannings. We're going to hear today from the great Ruby Bridges, whose book Ruby Bridges Goes to School has been the target of censorship uh, moves. Uh, The Bluest Eye by Tony Morrison, which is... uh... So there's a lot going on, and I'll get back to this after a short break. This is the Writing and Publishing Class, and you're listening to Radio 201, from the Computer Lab. So yes, we are in some strange times, indeed. Even published work, or journalism, that's out there, is, to a certain extent, a kind of a border when you think about it. And my question is what kind of borders are you treading on? What kind of uh, lines might you have crossed even accidentally? Now at school in our daily morning assembly we call opening ceremony, our hosts often bring up topics like this. Just this morning Mr. Margrady our science teacher spoke of an incident he faced as a young teacher and the line that he crossed He was telling students that day two will someday be asked to step across some blurry line. He asked them to consider what is implied in this quote, everybody counts or nobody counts. To me, that spoke of the moment of inclusiveness. Inclusiveness is a tough value to put into practice, even though it's very easy to talk about. It's now a cliche to even to say that the world is more divided now than it once was. Ironic when you consider that it's some 50 years after the internet, which among other things it promised to unite us, didn't it? There are new borders that people draw around themselves even when they're online. Or to paraphrase another opening ceremony host, Mr. Niemeyer. he said instead of borders, we should be creating what he calls circles of influence. And those circles shouldn't be narrow and just right around our feet, but we should be widening those circles everywhere we move around. So on that note, I'll leave you with this thought. What's been said this week, everybody counts or nobody counts. Thanks again for listening to Radio 201. This is your host, Angelo Fernando. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Radio 201. You can find more of these podcasts on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.